Legarius Sneed has been tagged, and the Kansas City Chiefs have uh, given him permission to seek a trade. On top of that, T. Higgins, will he be extended, or will he just be on that one-year rental tag? And, of course, you know, we, the combine's going on. There's some stuff to break down from there and some draft news. We all know how much of a big draft podcast we are. <laughs> and there may or may not be a special segment thanks to one of our good friends who happens to be a guest here today. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. It may not have always showed it in the stat sheet, but you can see him making throws when he needs to make the throws. Back-to-back games where he has three touchdowns. Someone's got to get that six or seven spot. He's an elite wide receiver as a rookie. Truly a lose-lose scenario for both sides. Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Parody 18 Radio and Secret Web Consulting. I'm CJ Medeiros. With me is my good friend, Justin Tucker, and a very, very special guest, our good friend, been on the show countless times, ladies and gentlemen, our friend Aaron Wise. So, Aaron, we have had quite the boom in following since you've been on here. So for some of our new listeners, uh, why don't you give us a quick rundown on who you are? All right, so... My name is Aaron, and uh, I'm a big Jets fan. Been a Jets fan since at least 2009, and uh, I'm a huge football fan. And uh, I really like the show. Thank you, thanks, Aaron. Hey, all the all the support matters, and we love it when you come on here. We're always ready to talk some ball with you, sir. So, as mentioned earlier, you know we're going to go over T. Higgins' future. We got some combine updates. We have a special guest segment, but first, Legarius Sneed. Breakout corner for these Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champion Chiefs, I might add. And, well, he's gotten the dreaded franchise tag. Now, everybody already knows my thoughts on the tag. I'm not a fan. But here's what's interesting. Legarius Sneed has been given permission to seek a trade. So, like, will it happen? Keep in mind, like, to my knowledge, the last tag and trade happened in, like, 2020. So, over, like, three calendar years ago. So, uh, Aaron, you're the guest. What do you make of this whole situation? Is he going to get traded? Like, what? So, like, what do you think? Does he sign long-term? Like, what's going on? Okay. So, personally, okay, he's a pretty good player, you know. Uh, I think... If he does get traded, okay, so 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 first for me, if I tra- if I was a GM in the NFL, if I was going to trade for him, I only would trade for him if you're going to sign him onto a long extension. If not, if not, I don't see I don't see the reason to uh, sign up for one year. Do I think he's going to get traded? I mean, it won't it won't really surprise him that much if he gets traded because he is a pretty good cornerback, and there's a bunch of teams out there that that always needs like a pretty good corner for the secondary on teams. But yeah. That's my thoughts on on this player for the Chiefs. Justin? It's difficult because I thought they were going to trade Chris. Uh, I thought Kansas City was going to trade Chris Jones last year when he was getting franchise tags. So I thought that was going to happen. But when that didn't happen, they were able to come to an agreement, at least for this year on a contract. It kind of changes it. So when I look at the Chiefs, I'm not sure if they'll feel that invested in Legarius Sneed because they can easily replace that in the draft, I believe personally. So I could see maybe a one year, 
But realistically, I don't think they'll let him look for a trade if they weren't interested in trading him themselves. So I think at the end of the day, he will get traded and he'll get a contract elsewhere. I don't see him sticking around long term, realistically. Not because he's not deserving, just because I don't see them paying the cornerback spot. Yeah, I I get that, Justin. I I do, I do. But for me, it's uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's just I know that Chris Jones allegedly you could have used the tag on him. That's what some people said, even though he's like been there for a bit, right? I've heard that that was a possibility. I thought they would have been probably wiser to use it on him, no? I think it's wiser to use it on him, but realistically, he's up there in age, so they're probably trying to, like, get not necessarily get rid of him, just move on, because they've had a good run together, three Super Bowl appearances. I'm sorry, four Super Bowl appearances, three Super Bowl championships. I think, I believe Kansas City thinks it's run its course as far as it could, even though I believe the players will want him back. But I think it's time to replenish that defensive line and see if they can replace him with somebody else or a few more players. Yeah. You know what? That that makes sense. That makes sense. So for me, once again, you already know how I feel about the tag, but it's the fact they've given him permission to seek a trade, which on one hand I like because you obviously don't want to lose a guy of his caliber for nothing, right? Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, we need to look at the fact that when you have a guy who's basically a one-year rental on the tag, you will be lowballed. The odds of you getting a first-round pick, especially since last season, we can all admit was his first truly, actually elite season. He's always been starting caliber, but with one elite season to show for it in four years, I don't know how many teams would be willing to pony up the first-round pick. I don't know. A sucker is born every day. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I, not many of these not many of these GMs were born yesterday. So I just want to go around the table real yeah. quick. Uh, Aaron, do you believe that Legarius Sneed would fetch a first round pick if traded? Um. So before I answer, how old is he? I, I forgot his age. He, he he's a youngin. That's all I know. Oh, youngin. Okay. On his rookie deal, he's twenty seven. Yeah, because he was 23 when he entered the league. As it sits now, he is 27 years of age. Okay, so I'm gonna say no. I don't think I don't think he should because of his age. Because like he's he's starting because around cornerback, cornerbacks like they tend to go downhill around his age area. So so they start to get slower. I would say maybe a third round pick, maybe maybe a second round pick, but I don't think I don't believe a first round pick. Yeah, it's, especially so especially especially on a tag. Yeah, that's a good and, point. And, and and you have to pay him, so it's like for a GM be a lose lose. So it, I, I would I would try to low ball as much as I can spots. Maybe the fourth round pick if I get lucky. But mm-hmm. so Justin, play GM. Person, if I'm you, looking at the position I am, and I know the history of of our drafting at that particular spot, I'm not going to pay him. If he wants to get paid, I'd trade him elsewhere to see if I can get draft capital to see if I can move up or backwards in the draft as need be. We're Super Bowl champions, so I'm not really worried about drafting as long as I have our key players intact. As long as I'm concerned, we still have Trent McDuffie on the other side, so we can fill in the other corner spot just fine if we need to through the draft with a second or third round pick. And 
it's not necessarily about talent. It's more about scheme fit for what they try to do with the corner spot. So as long as they can find someone to cover that up, I don't think they need Legereus Sneed. I think they can get rid of him for draft capital. But if I'm the GM, I'm not keeping him around if I have to pay him like top cornerback money. I'm sorry. I don't think he's worth like 20 plus million dollars a year. You know, I'm inclined to agree. And there is a point that I would like to make. Per SpotTrack.com, the Kansas City Chiefs aren't exactly swimming in money. They have, drumroll please, $9.6 million in cap space. That is well below the league average of just over $29 million. And, you know, you're paying this guy on the tally. Do you even have the money to afford him? Especially since, I don't know, only arguably the best defensive tackle in the league in Chris Jones is going to need a payday. And mm-hmm. frankly, I struggle to envision a future where Sneed is still a chief because Kansas City Chiefs, unless you want to take a bungee jump to the depths of cap hell, I don't I also don't think there's a future where Sneed and Jones are still in the KC red and yellow. Just my two cents. Me neither. I don't see it personally. I think they might ride it out for this year. But, uh, I mean, I feel they can probably choose one. But considering that you have McDuffie on the other side, I think it would be smarter to keep Chris Jones, no? Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. I think yes. I would say yeah because, because I think it's Snead we have to keep. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah, what yeah. I, I, I would definitely. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I would definitely say yeah to uh, Chris Jones because he he's more of a impact player than Snead is. So I think I think they should try to retort, try to uh, get keep make sure that Chris Jones stays here. Yeah, you know I'm inclined to agree. I am. I would much rather have Chris Jones. Yeah, you could probably – I don't think you're going to get a first-rounder for Snead, maybe a second or third, you know, just because he's on the tag. But, like I said, you don't really have a lot of cap space, so you're certainly going to need to put by every penny you can for a guy like Jones. But that does it for this segment. And other tag news, well, T. Higgins had recently had – you know, they, he recently had the uh, franchise tag forced upon him – so we're going to talk about his future. Does the outlook in Cincy for Higgins look better than Sneed's outlook in KC? We will discover that next on the Fumble Rooski Podcast. It may not have always showed it in the stat sheet, but you can see him making throws when he needs to make the throws. Back-to-back games where he has three touchdowns. Someone's got to get that six or seven spot. He's an elite wide receiver as a rookie. Truly a lose-lose scenario for both sides. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski Podcast, brought to you by Parody 18 Radio and CG Weapon Consulting. I am your host, CJ Medeiros. With me, of course, my good friend and co-host, Justin Tucker, and our special guest in Aaron Wise. Well, fellas, we just tackled the Jarius Sneed, but we have another man <laughs> who recently had the franchise tag thrown at him like a hot pie to the face. That is the Bengals receiver, T. Higgins. And so 
he's going to need an extension, right? I mean, that's obviously the main goal because he is, you know, a pretty good uh, wide receiver too. In fact, I'd argue he's a one on a lot of teams. So what exactly is his future? Does he stay for an extension and just play out the rest of the tag? Because for me, I think the least likely outcome is since he just letting him walk for nothing next season. So how do you guys see this unfolding? Aaron, we're starting with you. Okay, so honestly, what I think about Tegan's future, uh, I think this probably will be his last year in Cincinnati, though, because if you think about it, too, they're going to have to pay uh, – who's his face? Uh, Jamar Chase big money because he's going to want the big money, too. And Cincinnati, they're they're a small market team, so they can't really, like, pay all these guys all these massive contracts. And you already paid Joe Burrows. I just don't know how they're going to be able to keep this going unless unless the players are willing to take – mass pay cuts which i really doubt it so i i don't know i just i feel bad for the player t higgins i think he, i think the bank should just let him go in free agency lane gets get his money interesting justin what's your take here i more or less agree with what aaron said it comes down to how much jamar chase is going to take when it comes to his signing because they everyone thinks that he's the better wide receiver altogether i like I like T. Higgins, but if you're telling me it's between Jamar Chase or T. Higgins, I'm probably taking Jamar Chase because how much of a deep threat he is. All in all, to me, I would probably I would much rather like to get rid of Tyler Boyd before I get rid of T. Higgins. If I can get rid of Tyler Boyd and see if I can keep T. Higgins with the amount of money that Tyler Boyd would create with that, then yes. But I don't think it would fix this situation. I think realistically he might have to walk in free agency because I don't see him getting a long-term contract not with Jamar Chase coming down in free in free agency right after him so as much as I want to as much as I, I want him or as much as Cincinnati wants to keep him in Cincinnati I don't think they're going to be able to keep him maybe outside of here with the franchise tag but after that I don't think he'll want to play on it so I think he's gone after maybe next year or this year for all that matter if they trade him interesting now honestly I don't see him being traded I might be in the minority here but I don't know if I see it I just I think that somehow some way the Bengals are going to keep him on the roster. They're going to extend Jamar Chase, but I know what you're thinking. It comes at a cost, yeah. and it will. That cost name is Tyler Boyd. I truly believe that Tyler Boyd, who, by the way, is a very good mid- to high-tier wide receiver, too, being forced into a wide receiver three, and obviously, you know, he's the best wide receiver three in the league, but yeah. he's probably going to go for greener pastures. It's going to free up some money. However, we need, I think – to take a quick glance at the salary cap, because, you know, the offseason is very important. And uh, the Cincinnati Bengals have $52.1 million in cap space. Now, obviously, you don't want to blow it all, because next year you have an even bigger impending free agent in superstar Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Right? But with $52.1 million, you know, that's well, well over the league average. I really don't see why you can't extend him. I really don't. Because you have more pressing matters on the other side of the football. You know, you make a valid point, Justin. I will concede that. However, at the end of the day, 
they're going to do what Joe Burrow wants. A classic example of this was when, you remember, they desperately needed offensive line help. Yeah. You know, and you had a perfectly good Panay Sewell on the board, but Burrow said, I want Jamar Chase. And look, no one's saying that Jamar Chase isn't good, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, they're going to do what Burrow wants, and I would argue Burrow wants T. Higgins. They can want him as much as they want to. He's going to have to be realistic about it. If you want him, you might have to do something with that contract. Yeah, realism has left the NFL a long time ago, I fear. But, uh, Aaron, so you said that you don't think that T. Higgins will be back in Cincy, correct? Yes. So what? So do you think he's going to get traded this offseason? Like, how's that working? Oh, this offseason? Okay. I mean, since the NFL, anything can happen. If he doesn't get traded this offseason, I think he could maybe could get traded next season before the trade the trade deadline. They might they might figure out maybe it's time to move on now than later. But uh, I I don't know. I don't know. For T. Higgins, though, like, I don't know. Like, we're surprised if he does get traded. No, we weren't really surprised if he gets traded. But whoever trades for him is going to pay the big count. It's going to pay the big bucks. But if they also trade for him, teams are probably not going to give him a first-round pick. Maybe probably a second-round or second-round or third-round pick for him. That's what I think. I don't know if that makes any sense, but – yeah, yeah, you know, once again, I've done this before. I'll say it again. It's just that when you're on the when you're using the franchise tag, it's just you kind of handicap yourself because you know it's like a guy on a one year deal. I mean, the league isn't really crazy about these one year rental type of guys, especially if they're stars, and you don't want to fork over first rounder just to have your negotiations fall through and he moves on, you know, next season. Yeah. So I think if he is traded, I feel like, like probably a second rounder and maybe like another player would be good. But once again, it's just tough to envision a first rounder unless some team is desperate. Oh, and yeah. look at some of these receiver needy teams. For example, a lot of people said uh, New England would be. Oh, a yeah. Spot. Oh, yeah. Great. But New England does have a first round pick, but it's the third overall pick. And ladies and gentlemen at home, I ask you. Would you give up the third overall pick for T. Higgins? No. No. No, you would not. And if you say yes, uh, maybe please, there's please, a sport please for trade, you. Please trade with the Ravens. I would love the third overall pick. No. Right. Uh, <laughs> we, want Lamar, we want Mark Andrews. Marlon Humphrey Absolutely would be nice. Not. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Yeah, yeah no, I didn't think so, Justin. Third, round, uh, third overall pick for Rashad Bateman? I'll, I'll think that. No. Not well, I live in Bree. Even though I do like Rashad Bateman, I'm not gonna like him over Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm not I'm not doing that. No, he's ours. Get get, get your own Marvin Harrison Jr. This one's mine, I've decided. But do you guys really think you'll get another quarterback in the second round? I don't know. That's for draft stuff. That's coming next segment. Come on now, Justin. But other than T. Higgins, I have a question to pose to you. Now, uh Michael Pittman Jr. He's another one that's on an expiring rookie deal. And word on the street is that he's going to get the franchise tag. And there's an argument to be made that outside of Evans, he's probably the best receiver in free agency. Some people have him on the same tier as Evans due to the fact that Mike Evans is 31. So 
Real quick, do you guys think he's that Pittman's going to get tagged? Personally, I think he probably will be. More than likely, yes. They don't have another receiver that's close to him on the roster. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think they would tag him and extend him. Yeah, I I once again I struggle to see a reality where he's not tagged. And if yeah. somehow the franchise tag deadline passes, right? Mm-hmm. And you did not tag him. Your GM should pro. I think it's Ballard, right, for the Colts. Yes, Chris. Uh, yeah, Ballard. As it Vic Ballard, right? I mean, that's his I name. thought it was Chris, but you Chris might be Ballard. right. Either way, well, we do know his last name. If Ballard somehow does not tag Pittman, I would say put him in a crate and send him on a plane going to Antarctica. This man has failed as a GM. Because Indy is another team with 73.9, we'll round up, call it 74 million in cap space. There is no reason. You know, th- there is just no reason you can't tag and then extend him. This whole deadline's just nuts. Because yeah. Indy, I'd like to give you a word of caution. If Pittman is not tagged, he's gone. He will not come back. Because there are teams that have more money than you, like the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots, who will throw him a bag. We need him, the Jets. How much money do you guys have over there? And not not much. You have twenty (laughs) two million, Aaron. You sit down. Oh, I could see them paying all that to a wide receiver. I could see that. That depends what Rodgers wants. No, I mean, we're the Jets, man. We always use Jet stuff. Well, I mean, you have a point, don't you? Yeah. And you're going to have to pay steep money for a wide receiver because 50% of that it goes to taxes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true. That's nasty. That's why I don't want to be a player for the New York Jets. That's just atrocious. Yeah, well, yeah. that among well that or the field will gobble up your ACL, but oh well. Yeah. On that happy note, we veer from free agency to the draft. So you know we have some draft talk coming up. You know the combine that's happening, and there's some stories surrounding the first overall pick, Caleb Williams. There's some more debates happening with the quarterback. Uh, who are after Williams in the rankings, Jane Daniels and Drake May, are they on the same tier as well, a little better than the other? We'll see. But we can't spoil it all right away. You're going to have to tune in after this. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. It may not have always showed it in the stat sheet, but you can see him making throws when he needs to make the throws. Back-to-back games where he has three touchdowns. Someone's got to get that six or seven spot. He's an elite wide receiver as a rookie. Truly a lose-lose scenario for both sides. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast brought to you by Power 88, Dean Radio, and Secret Weapon Consulting. I am your host, CJ Medeiros. With me, of course, is my co-host and my good buddy, Justin Tucker, and special guest and my favorite Jets fan, Aaron Wise. Well, on the show, that is. (laughs) (laughs) So, so my friends, the offseason's here, and you know what's happening right now? The Combine. Oh, out in the land the far off land of indianapolis indiana we have like i said the combine it's uh it's truly something 
It is, or as we like to call it here, the underwear Olympics, where players will unironically put on like tank tops or shorts, run around, catch some balls for scouts, and you know, try to solidify themselves draft position. So if you're just hearing us this year, then you should know that our main host, who is not here, Adam Wright, doesn't happen to be a big combine guy. He routinely says it's stupid, and honestly, I kind of have to agree. Because how many mid-tier players have we seen come out of college, put up a ridiculous combine, and then get drafted way higher than they should? Mm -hmm. I mean... John Ross, anyone broke the 40 record? Stop got it. Taken in the top Stop 10. It. Stop it. Yeah. He was yeah, a just because... first round receiver coming out. Top 10, he wasn't. He wasn't supposed to go top 10. I didn't believe Corey Davis was supposed to go top five. Neither yeah. did I, buddy. Neither did I. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. We live and learn through draft bus. Ain't that right, Nikhil? <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So, like Zach Wilson. Yeah. So aside from the combine, we're just going to move on like right to the draft. We just want to get our opening combine rant out of the way. Every year we do this, so you know where we stand on it. But now we're talking the draft. And the bona fide first overall pick, USC's very own Caleb Williams, he – uh I don't know if you've heard, but there's been an issue. Uh -oh. He's, uh, well, he's skipping medical testing for the combine, which many insiders believe that as long as medical testing has been a thing, he will be the first one since, well, ever to skip it. Now, obviously, it's a very touch-and-go situation. We're going to learn more. But, uh, Justin, we're going to start with you this time because I know you have some thoughts on this. At least you did what we were talking off camera. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily the greatest look, but if it turns out there's nothing wrong with this physical and he's actually still going to be on the field to throw, I don't see why this is a problem. I think the medical is something like if he's still out there and he's still performing and he still looks like Caleb Williams, the number one overall pick, lock. I don't see it as a big deal. But if it's worrisome that he's missing throws here or there and he doesn't look as sharp as he should, and Drake May and Jaden uh, Daniels looks better than him at the combine, that is a cause for concern. But outside of that, no, I'm not really I'm not really worried about it for now. But it is something to look at. It's like, why don't you want to give up your medical? Is there something you're not telling us? Just a little worrisome, but nothing too big. Nothing too big. Yeah. Aaron, I feel like so. What Caleb Williams, in my opinion, I think he's a walking red flag, man. Like, there's too many red flags all over the place. And if it was like Caleb Williams, he's skipping everything, man. Like now he's skipping medical procedures. Now he, he he's skipping uh, the the bowl game, skipping this, skipping that. What else he's gonna skip? He's gonna skip the draft next. Like I don't know what's gonna happen, but uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just don't understand. Like he's really skipping everything. But uh I don't know. He's just he's a roller coaster, man. I'm just that's my thoughts on it. I just I don't know the thing about Caleb Williams. Yeah. I remember I once read somewhere this 
might not reflect what I personally think on the matter. I remember I saw a comment that said, man, NIL money is turning kids into demons. <laughs> you know, obviously it's not true, but, but you know, we, we it's just funny to think about. Oh. So I'm going to read you a quote from WWLP.com Sports Illustrated that says, quote, <clears throat> Williams explained that he won't be doing medical testing at the Combine for all 32 teams like every other prospect. Instead, he will undergo medical testing at his private meetings with, interest, with interested teams. Oh, okay. Was the thought process. Yeah. Quote, I'll be doing the medical stuff, just not here in Indy. I'll be doing it at the team interviews, not 32 teams can draft me. There's only one of me. So the teams that I go for my visit, those teams will have the medical and that will be it. It sounds, it, it, hopefully it sounds more arrogant than it actually is. Cause on paper yeah. it sounds worse. Um, yeah. But I don't think it's, I think I He's right. Now, I don't think all 32 teams needs the medical because, quite frankly, nobody in, outside of the top five has a chance of, of getting him. As a matter of fact, outside of the top three, because if he gets to New England, he's getting drafted to New England without question. No, no, dude, if he even falls to two, commanders are snapping him up. And, yeah. I mean, I do kind of see where he's coming from because, oh, no, the Kansas City Chiefs won't have his medical records. However, will we go on? But exactly. I mean, it is kind it. of weird. I mean, I do think it's been a little overblown. I mean, but don't get me wrong; it does raise some red flags. But I mean, I, I I get it. For me, this reminds me of. I remember I heard an anecdote from back in the day when uh, future Hall of Famer Deion Sanders was getting drafted, and the Giants asked him there, or asked him, it was like for an interview or something like that, and he straight up told them. No, I'm going to be gone by the time you're picking. It's something like that. You know, it's a little – some would say he's being a little high at his own supply, but it's something, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I, I get it because realistically, he's a he's locked in for the number one overall pick. So right now I only see the Bears, the Commanders, or New England getting those, immediately getting the medical, and then maybe one or two other te teams. But that's maybe, Say oh yeah, me. yeah. Maybe the Jets. No, we did meet with them. <laughs> I don't think he wants to play for the Jets. If he hears that potential, he moves up. Yeah, he's going back to college. No, no, no. dude. I'm oh. Aaron. If the Jets trade up, this man's gonna be John Elway again, or dare I but, say, Eli Manning. Oh, it, okay. So, okay, okay. So, since we're talking about killings about the Jets, right? This, this happened in the football season. It was probably about December, November is right? There's a video on the internet, Chris Rock, he was talking to Caleb Williams, and and he was saying stuff like, like um, there's no other team you don't want to play for. You don't want to play for the Redskins. You don't, you don't want to play for the Bills, but you want to play for the Jets. And Caleb Williams, he started laughing his head off. He was dying. Yeah, I, I, already, I already know Caleb Williams don't want any part of the Jets. I already know. It's, it's okay. You guys you guys have a franchise quarterback right now that needs to get healthy in Aaron Rodgers. If he gets healthy, you'll be fine for another year. And then you guys can draft a quarterback. Arch Manning? Will he be out next year? That's the question. He's not even playing yeah. now. Ewers <laughs> going back to Texas. I don't even think Arch Manning is going to play. Yes. 
So that means Arch has to go somewhere else. He might have to go to Ole Miss. Oh, dang. Yeah, just like Eli. Or actually, hold on now. He could go to Alabama. No, he can't. Jalen Milrose. Yeah, no. That's not happening. Yeah, Milrose got a lot of potential. Don't let the haters tell you any otherwise. Yeah. Well, but he has options. He has options. Yeah. He doesn't have to stay at Texas if he doesn't want to. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Of course. But before we move on, I just want to say, Aaron, has your opinion changed at all on this? Like knowing what we know now or no about Caleb Williams? Uh, why I think about Caleb Williams? Yeah, like now, now that we know that he's, I mean, like you, you know what I mean, right? Just yeah, yeah. I, I just think Caleb. I I just think that Caleb Williams is going to be a. He might be a bust. It won't surprise me because because you think about it though, there's only been one quarterback out of that college that actually had a decent career. Yeah, because if you think about Matt Leiner, I can't say his name right. Bust. Sam Darnold, bust. I can't think of other USC quarterbacks. I can't think of top of my head, but they all been bust except for Carson Palmer. He's been decent. Yeah. And then now it's you know oh, Mark Sanchez. Oh yeah, bust. Yeah, that that guy was a bust too. Yeah, that the butt fumble. Yep, yeah, yeah, but he's the no, no. I, I just yeah. Caleb Williams, man. I just now he'd be crying, getting fingernails painted. You know, you know, yeah. so, like puts on his fingernails. You don't. No, like I think he's dude. He's just weird. And then like in like on on Instagram, I saw a video. He was saying he was saying like um uh apparently like McQueen says kachow and he was calling his car kachow. It's just he's just kind of cringe, man. And uh, the the whole podium situation when when he lost to Utah, he's there saying stuff like, "I'm I don't know how to feel right now. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cry to my teddy bear and just cuddle up." Like, bro, no leader does that, man. Like, there's just too many red flags, man. I see, man. I, I just I don't know how he's gonna hold up. I don't know how he's gonna do it because because I can't remember. If you would have went to the Jets, oh, he is he is official bust, bust. They want bust. Uh, I, I could. Because, 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 too. It's going to take one loss. One loss. He's going to be crying to the media. The media, no, the, 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 the New York media. Oh, yeah. They're going to bear this game and they can make a whole bunch of articles. They're going to have lots of fun with this kid. They're going to have a lot. I'm sorry. I'll be honest. They're going to have lots of fun with this kid. This guy's going to be an emotional wreck, man. Emotional wreck. Everybody's going to be talking trash. Joe Benico's going to tear him apart on, on a Monday and Tuesday on, on his daily. WFAN show. It's gonna be a wonderful time here in New York, man. So I just don't think he's a New York guy, man. So it's probably best for him to get judged by I Chicago or top five. Yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, that's luckily, why I think he's probably not gonna end up there. So we'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. And we're gonna move on to our next topic of this segment. Possibly the best the segment. battle for number two. We got UNC's Drake May and LSU's Jaden Daniels finding out to be the guy who will be picked after Caleb Williams. And for the longest time, everybody said it was like a two-horse race between, you know, Williams and May. But then, out of nowhere, comes the mm -hmm. Heisman winner, the the man himself from LSU, Jaden Daniels. Yep. Some people have him ranked over May, actually, if you can believe it. So. Where do you guys stand on this, on, like, the rankings? Who do you like better? First, uh, Aaron, what do you think? Okay, so since I'm not a draft guy, I'm not a draft expert, I just watch the game, okay? 
But Drake May, I thought he might be a bust. He actually might be better now. He something's telling me he might be like a Herbert. You know, maybe because because I remember when Herbert, when he came to NFL or before like the draft, whatever, people were saying like, oh, he's just a Jabisky 2.0. That's what people were saying with Drake May. I think Drake May might be a solid quarterback. But the Daniels guy, I, I don't I'm not I'm not gonna lie, I don't know too much information about him. I haven't really watched him much in college. He he might be good. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. It's interesting because at first I thought it was just Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams all the way. And it's been that. And then Drake Mays come out of nowhere is like, is he is he a potential one? Is he gonna take over for Caleb Williams? Me personally, absolutely not. But that became a conversation. Then out of nowhere, out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, here comes Jade. Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman. And now all of a sudden, I want to see how he throws at the combine. Because if he throws well at the combine and you see the potential that he has, the athleticism that he has, watch out. He could be a pretty good quarterback. I'm not, I don't, I think it's locked that everyone has their eye on Caleb Williams, but he might be a steal if if he does well at the combine. If he does well at the combine along with the tape, which is what the combine should see, it should confirm what you see on tape. If you look at if you look at what happens, uh, uh, he might be a steal. He might be the steal. Uh, I don't want to be that guy, but he's not throwing at the combine. <laughs> and for those at home who don't know, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels are not going to be throwing at the combine. As soon as I said, I just watched Tuck have like all the life drained out of him. Are you good? No, I'm not good. That means I have to watch his pro day, and I'm not happy about. It. I want. I know you don't. Okay. I mean, you, you can always watch his. Uh, you can always watch his uh, college highlights every day. That 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 would be more enough. That's not. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't call that a. Yeah, I wouldn't consider that a tape. That's just uh, highlights. Highlights make everyone look good. To look at his highlights. I don't want to look at his tape. I want to see him throw to other receivers at the combine. But yeah, forget it. I can't. I can't do it. Uh, it. It is what it is. I can't control that. Understandable. So for me, now I won't reiterate my title because when Adam goes back and listens to this, he'll scream at me. We'll save it for later, Chuck. Don't worry. There's so much language I had. We'll save it for after the show. (laughs) So for me, I happen to believe that Jaden Daniels, he's my number two behind Caleb Williams. He's got a good arm. He's got good mobility. He's a great leader. He's pretty accurate. But what concerns me with him is that in his Heisman year, do you know who he had at wide receiver? Two first-round caliber guys in Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. He was surrounded by stars. He was. And I'm worried if he goes to a team like New England, if New England makes a few token changes on offense but nothing really substantial, he that might not be the best place for him. He's going to need to go somewhere with like a decent O-line and established one. Whereas May, I think he has a better arm, but I think that's about it. He has shown at the college level 
that he can do more with less. He survived with lackluster receivers. He survived with a very, very mediocre, and that might be generous, offensive line. So me personally, I don't know. I'm not going to hold. I'm not going to hold the fact that he had all world talent surrounding. No, 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 no. You don't. You don't. But it makes you wonder. What if he goes to a team where he just doesn't have that same talent? I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. Mac Jones. You saw who he was throwing to at Bama. We saw guys like Henry Ruggs and the Heisman winner Devontae Smith. He went to New England where the cupboard was pretty much bare. And look what happened. He was huh? decent in his rookie year. And yeah, then he was. Out. First of all, I'm a Patriots fan, so don't lecture me on our team. You know what happened after his rookie year. You're acting as if he was the one to blame, that he had a No, I did not coaches. say he was the one to blame. I'm just saying you went from a Heisman-winning wide receiver and another receiver who was also in the first round to Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar. And he made it work for a season. No, yeah, he did. And, but look, obviously that's not his fault. But, I mean, you can't deny that having that talent certainly helped. And a lot of it with Jaden Daniels, there's another issue I have. He's got to bulk up. He's 6'4", 210. Man is a twig. But we can that can be fixed. You know, there's some elite nutritionists at the NFL level. They'll get him up to, like, 225 in no time. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, for May, here's what scares me. The processing. He lingers too long on his primary target, right? He stares his guy down. He's very gullible in the way that defenses can just bait him into making risky throws. Simple coverage disguises often fool him. So I don't know. It's just the ability to read the defense and to go through your progressions are just very scary because. Tom Brady showed it. It's the six inches between your ears that's really what's important. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, talk, no, don't do it. But as we're, as we go, yeah, yeah, no, 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 stop it. Don't. (laughs) All right, see, now you got me. Stop. Gets in you. I mean, I'm just saying, but it's it's the gray matter. That's really what's there. And for Drake May, he's going to have to be coached out of some pretty bad habits. But for me, I, I definitely would think that uh, that old uh, Jaden Daniels, I think, is better. And as a Pats fan, I hope Daniels falls to us at three. I like him immensely. Yeah, I wouldn't my, be upset with Drake May, but I think Drake May might need a year. Yeah, my question is, why isn't nobody talking about Bo Nix or that Michael Penix guy? Is All it right, because they're old? If you don't mind, I I can explain, I think. All right. Now, do you know how old these individuals are? Older than me. I can tell you. Bo Nix is 24. (laughs) Bo Nix is 24 years old. It, It, huh? That's a little old for quarterback me things. And a guy who does not have the ceiling of Williams, May, or Daniels. And then there's Michael Penix Jr., who's 23. But wait, he will be 24 by the regular season. And I know quarterbacks have like the longest shelf life of all the positions, but we're shaving one to two years off their career just by coming in. Uh, 
Yeah, I see what he's saying. I see what well, he's and, saying. And I'm, look, and here's the thing. Don't take my word for it. Scouts will tell you that, too. Fair enough. But yeah, those are the guys that I definitely think are worth going in the first round. To be perfectly frank, I do feel that J.J. McCarthy might sneak his way in, regardless of how we feel. But, but you know, it is. I don't think he's sneaking okay. in. Okay. If I'm going to ask you, well, J.J. McCarthy reminds of Zach Wilson, man. Like, he just well, does, yeah, man. His, his stats, man, look. His stats look so Zachy, like so Zachy wise. I, I, I'm sorry, it, is, it don't look good. Like he, his stats like ten for thirty for 140 yards and like a pick, and they win because the team's so good. Like that's like a Zach was the stat line, man. It's just, I don't know. I don't see these too special with JJ. That's just me. I feel yeah. so bad for Zach Wilson because New York has just ruined him. I believe this. I was never a Zach Wilson fan. That is all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me either. I wanted Trevor Lawrence. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. That's more emphasis for Trevor. Yeah. But no, no, we no, we were though until we beat the Rams. That will haunt me to this day. Y'all should yeah, y'all shouldn't have won. I'm sorry, that's tough. I was just glad he wasn't in our division. Anyway, <laughs> we do have to move on to our final segment where speaking of the Jets and what they want. Our good friend Aaron Wise has his guest segment, and I cannot wait to hear what he has to say. And, well, Aaron, it'll be your time to shine after this. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. It may not have always showed it in the stat sheet, but you can see him making throws when he needs to make the throws. Back-to-back games where he has three touchdowns. Someone's got to get that six or seven spot. He's an elite wide receiver as a rookie. Truly a lose-lose scenario for both sides. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski Podcast, brought to you by Secret Weapon or Power Eighty Eight Dean Radio. Forgive me and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm your host, CJ Medeiros. With me, of course, my good friend and co-host Justin Tucker and special mm-hmm. guest Aaron Wise. And speaking of which, like I said earlier, Aaron, it's your time to shine. We are going to bring you the Fumble Rooski guest segment. So. Let me just say, everyone, welcome to the guest segment of our show, sponsored by Secret Weapon Consulting. For business plans, secret shoppers, bar spotting, server manager training, and so much more, visit www.secretweaponconsulting.com. So, Aaron, it's my understanding you'd like to talk about your New York Jets, correct? Yep. So, Aaron, what's on your mind? Talk to us about the Jets. Man. I'll be surprised. There is nothing positive with the Jets right now, man. It's all negative. Ever since the Jets season been over, I told myself that I am not going to pay attention to the Jets for a month. I need a whole month of therapy, mental therapy, just trying to figure out what went wrong, man, again. And then all of a sudden, the McCall Harmon service are coming out, so I couldn't know it no more. I, I, had, to, I had to say something. Uh, I had to say, McCall Harmon, man, he ain't wrong what he said. But also, too, I didn't really like it that he exposes like this because now nobody wants to come here now. Like, 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 like he's hurting our chances of getting guys like Mike Evans to come here, uh, all his line peas. No one wants to come to the Jets now. Because, dude, think about it. If you sign here, if you sign here to the Jets, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, we're done. We're, we're finished. We don't have a back of quarterback. And we saw what happened last year. First four plays this year with Aaron Rodgers, that – 
Man, that that was one of the worst days of my life, man. A Jet fan, man. That was brutal, man. That was a nightmare that came true. It, it really was. But um, I'm all over the place. But um, what else? Um, man, I, I just I don't know. I, I don't know what to feel. I don't know what to say anymore about the Jets, man. This is, this is it. This is it. Like this year, the this free agency, it's gonna be the hardest free agency and the most interesting free agency we're ever gonna have. In a very long time, we basically are selling our souls to try to win a Super Bowl. So we're going to be super desperate. We're going to be overpaying guys like crazy. We're going to be way over the salary cap. The draft is going to be interesting, but uh, I don't know. I just I'm not that confident with the Jets, man. I, I'm not confident. If I'm honest, I'm, I'm really not that confident. Um, we we have to win the Super Bowl next year. It, it, it's it's we're we're all in. If we lose the Super Bowl, it's a failure. It, it it's 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 it, man. Like because we if we don't win it all this year, we're gonna miss the playoffs for another ten more years, man. Right now, it's going on twenty years. Right now, it's going on twenty years, thirteen years. I haven't seen the Jets in the playoffs since I was ten years old, and this beer here didn't exist. None of this existed. It was back when the 360 was popping, the DS, the Wii. <laughs> like it's been that bad. Like we, <laughs> it's been that bad. It's been that bad, man. Oh. That, yeah, oh. It, it's it's been that bad. Yeah, because because anywhere anywhere like literally too though. Even after Super Bowl was over, right? I thought I thought the NFL was done talking about the Jets. They said, "Oh, touchdown, Mahomes! Who's the McCall Harmon? The X Jet? Why? Why does everything has to be X Jet, man? I, I don't, I don't understand. X Jet did this. X Jet did this. Why? Why? I'm tired of the torture, man. It's just like that every day. Like they did that in the Super Bowl. I was watching the Super Bowl. I was like, oh, the X Jet, McCall Harmon scored a touchdown. And also, you see Twitter going crazy, like I'm. Oh, the Jets did it again. Jets did it again." It's just we just we we just cannot stand our own way, man. It's just it's sad, man. Like Aaron Rodgers, when he came here, we thought everything be good. Nope, he cursed too. It, it cursed too. The crazy part about this is that right before the game, right, obviously I was not alive back in 1999. Okay, I wasn't in, on the earth yet. Okay, but when mm-hmm. Vane Testaverde, when he became the Jets, right, first game. First game of the new season after taking the after the after he took the Jets to the AFC Championship game, which we lost to the Broncos, of course. Um, the whole Jets fans were abroad. Oh man, Super Bowl year! Oh, the Jets. Okay, first first series. He he uh, towards the Kiwis. Guess what happened? Years later, like decades later, Vinny Testaverde came to the Jets game when Aaron Rodgers came. The first game, he tore his Kiwis. We're just cursed, man. I, I don't I don't I don't know to tell you. I don't know what to say, man. And the Jets, man, they need to fix that turf, man. That turf is terrible, man. Like every, I don't know, if I'm the Jets, man. We're, if I was a GM, I'm calling the Vikings. Get we got we gotta get Jade. What was his name? Justin Jefferson, come here. We we need we need we need everybody, man. We need everybody. Justin Jefferson, come to the Jets, save us. Like we need to be saved, man, because this is, this is it. This is this is it. This is it. This is really it. We're really gonna see. If, if the Jets are really about this, man, but um, if I was a Jet fan personally, I'm fine. Everybody, man, I don't want Rob. I'm, I'm tired of Robert Sal. I'm, I'm done with him. I'm I'm done. I'm done. It's just it was his second year. He just his first year was promising. His second year just 
didn't go the way he wanted because he didn't have a quarterback. Yeah, no, in the sad part about the Jets, right? They were making excuses. They said, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers, what do we do now? I was like this. I'm really like, they do well. I was at work, right, watching the game. I was like this. If I'm Joe Douglas, I'm on the phone right now calling Carson Wentz. Man, hey, Wentz, come to me right now. Are you busy? No, I'm busy. Just come. I'll sign the country right now. I don't need to see a physical, nothing. I just don't want to see Zach Wilson play, okay? He's that bad. He is that bad. Like, for real. He's that bad that I might have a chance to play a snap. Not that bad. You guys are just kidding me. <laughs> Bro, I'm dumb as that. Well, well, well. That's something. So, <laughs> yeah. By the way, we are getting close to our time limit. So, may I give a quick comment before we let's, uh, let's end this? Let's. Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't know how much fault goes at the feet of Robert Sala. Because respectfully, any hopes you had for the postseason went right out the window with Aaron Rodgers' Achilles. Let's be honest. And I and look, as a Pats fan, even I did feel kind of bad where it's like you actually had expectations for the first time in a long time, and then just it was over. Joe Burrow wasn't on your team, but some would say it was Jover. Sorry, that's a meme. Just don't worry about it. And I... I mean, you can't blame Sala for your entire team falling apart and your quarterback position being held together with duct tape and string, all right? But this offseason is going to be crucial for you because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the salary cap and all, as I often do. You have $22 million, as I've That's mentioned. That's nothing. That, yeah. And, you know, you have some guys in fridge, but you you need to shore up your O-line, you know, and get, get rid of Makai Becton, maybe draft a guy, maybe like get like a, maybe a decent receiver in free agency because you have Garrett Wilson. Maybe like when Rodgers comes back, it'll be better. You know, you have Brees Hall, just a better defense. But I will say this. When Rodgers comes back healthy, he's going to have Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, Jack Conklin, all these other guys, right? Yeah. And you, know, you have a defense led by the Williams brothers and Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Yeah, CJ Mosley, the ex Raven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm not the Jets aficionado. Those are some of the big names off the top of my head. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, I know. What was that talk? What? You just... He was talking about CJ Mosley, the ex Raven. And I was like, I could. Yeah, oh, the ex Okay. I was like, huh? I thought you said yes, yeah, CJ. Yeah. I was like, well, that wasn't very nice, but yeah, understandable. Yeah. So I will say this. Okay. When you're when you have everybody back healthy, right? Barring like another injury or something like that, if, if the entire team is healthy and you miss the playoffs, I would say then it's time for Sala to go. But after last season, I just can't be mad at him because I challenged you to find me a single coach that would have pulled them through. That's now, I, I'm just saying this, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Robertson was the problem, okay? Nathaniel Hackett was the problem because he failed to adjust. And like our offense was so bad. We we were we were getting lucky. If we got a first up, we were clapping. Like that, that was it. Like our offense was so bad. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had one of the worst offenses last year. Okay. Our defense was good, but I felt bad for the defense. They were on the field way too long, man. Way too much. Yeah. Way too much. 
I agree. You guys have yeah. a, you guys have an underrated defense, but you guys were on the field way too much because the offense couldn't do much. Yeah, yeah. Zach, man, I don't, I, I'm, I'm glad Zach is gone, man. I'm glad. But Sam Darnold, when we had Sam Darnold, he actually looked decent the first years, and then, and then the Adam Gase effect happened, huh? I was gonna say Sam Darnold looked decent. I disagree, but all right. No, no stat. No, no, no like like stats wise, he did look good. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you had stats compared to Zach Wilson, like like he like 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 Sam Darnold did more with less. Like like Sam Darnold didn't had no Reese Hall. I mean, he had Le'Veon Bell, but uh, yeah, we oh, don't yeah, know what happened with that. Le'Veon Bell, that doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was kind of he was he was a slow tank at that point. And then, like, 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 Sam Darnold had a defense. He had no like wide receivers like Zach Wilson had. Man, oh, man, Zach Sam Darnold had so much potential, man. And we just we we ruined him, man. We ruined him, man. We did. We we actually ruined him ourselves. Yeah. I just, man. At this point, man, I don't want to judge Jeff no more quarterbacks. But I think I'm I'm done with that phase for now. Well, I'm done. I don't know what to tell you about that. You might need to draft one in the next few years. But, you know, because let me tell you, you're not the Denver Broncos, but the ride never ends. So without further ado, we are going to have to close the book on this episode. So uh, it was great talking to you all. But that'll do it for us tonight. Thanks for listening. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Also... Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have all of our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram, Fumble Rooski Podcast, and our TikTok, Fumble Rooski Pod, to keep both our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.